Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Yvonne Gonzalez. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Glad to have you here, Yvonne. Would you tell us just a little bit about your Watermark journey? Yeah, um, I started coming to Watermark in 2017, but this is my second time. I came here in 2009 through 2012, and it was a huge mess. At the time, I got discipled, went through region, but left for a little bit in search of maybe some just something different. Mm. But um, eventually the Lord brought me back here. A lot of it had to do with uh, uh, my background being in porn and sex addiction. Mm. And a lot of the ministries that I pointed people to were at Watermark. And I'm like, well, I might as well just come back instead of just pointing people. Yeah. So came back, started serving at the porch. Uh, met my bride in 2019 at the porch. We served for one month and we had a conversation because a lot of my background is anti-trafficking. So I mm-hmm. do that on the side. And she remembered that. And so during the pandemic, she wanted to do some street outreach. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And she asked me, I was like, would you come out? And we started doing street outreach and we invited some friends. And before I knew it, I knew I couldn't just give her a hug because it was really hard. I was like, I need to ask this girl out. <laughs> Asked her out um, and then dated for five months, engaged for three, got it done in eight months. And it's been amazing the past two so years. Yeah. And where are y'all serving in Watermark now? So we are. We served together with the porch for two years as team leads. Awesome. Um, I'm still at the porch. She is about to start uh, serving in Regen. Oh, you're still serving. Have we met before, Yvonne? In passing. In passing. Yeah. Okay. I, I spent some time at the porch for a little bit. Are yeah. you serving at launch? I am not. I unfortunately okay. have a family reunion that weekend. Tough. Yeah. Okay, you'll be missed. We could have become better friends. I I'll know. be there. <laughs> it's all good. Let's let's jump into First Kings. Absolutely. We're kicking off the book of First Kings, uh, and essentially, you wrote the Devo. So let me read your key verse for everybody mm-hmm. listening. And the king swore, saying, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my soul out of adversity, as I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, saying, Solomon, your son, shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place, even so will I do this day. 1 Kings 1, 29-30. So tell me about this verse. What's what's happening here? So there's a lot happening in 1 Kings 1, include this verse. What it really starts is in 2 Samuel uh, 7, if mm. I can go ahead and read oh, that. Oh, do it. Yeah. And so in 2 Samuel 7, 12, it says, when your days are over and, you're, and you rest with your, with your fathers, I will raise you up your offspring to succeed you who will come from your own body and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build the house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And then later in 16, it says, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. And mm-hmm. so this is God's promise to David. Now, what's happening in 1 Kings uh, 1 is starting in chapter 1 or in verse 1, it says, When King David was old and well advanced in his years, he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him. So here, David is on his deathbed and there Mm -hmm. has been no heir called out yet. And so, so this is this is a problem because mm-hmm. Nathan has already promised uh, that there'd be a kingdom through David and through his offspring. What happens is that Adonijah, one of his sons, um, decides to uh, become king himself. He kind of raises his hand and verse, verse five, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with the fifty men and mm-hmm. ran ahead of him. So basically, he starts this coup of I want to be king. While David has mentioned that Solomon would be his heir, mm-hmm. so 
Um, and, and then I just started calling all these people and saying, hey, uh, I'm going to be the next king. Um, let's start throwing a party. Mm-hmm. Um, while he doesn't invite Solomon to his party, as well as one of David's trusted priests. Sure. It's it's interesting. So in the Watermark Institute, we learned that the key word for the book of First Kings is divide. Mm-hmm. And the outline for these the chapters that we're about to all study together goes united kingdom, first half of the book, divided kingdom, second half of the book. Mm-hmm. But even here, starting off in chapter one, we're seeing those themes of division that things started relatively strong under David's leadership. But as we continue through this book, we're going to slowly start to see more coups. We're going to see the people fight against each other. There's going to be more more conflict and division. Absolutely. And like, and you keep reading and, and there's just this constant conflict and division. But you wonder, well, where is where is God's promise here? Mm. Yeah, uh, let's, let's go there. And so what, what ends up happening is as David becomes aware of this coup, mm-hmm. um, he starts making his own plans like, no, we need to, Solomon is my chosen one. And he invites one of the priests that he trusts and they start coordinating him. And then he gives him this, his donkey and then so Solomon is on his donkey and he starts walking across and then people started to notice like, oh, that is who David chose. And so Adonijah is over here partying with his friends and they all start realizing, hey, did you know that David has chosen Solomon as king? Mm-hmm. And they realize we don't want to go against David. So they completely ab- abandon Adonijah. Sure. Yeah. And the interesting is, is that Adonijah runs away and goes to the altar. And the altar is usually a place where people kind of look for mercy. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that Solomon did was actually offer mercy. Towards the end of the scripture, uh, Solomon allows him to go home instead of uh, put him in prison or even putting him to death for mm-hmm. treason. Which is generous Very and charitable. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this as we get, get close to wrapping up. We see in this chapter this reminder that God keeps his promises mm-hmm. and that he's sovereignly in control. Those are great principles. But how do we practically live differently because of what we read in First Kings 1? We can see that God can be trusted. I think what happens here is maybe Adonijah believes David is slow because mm-hmm. we don't really know his motives here. But we do know that David's on his deathbed. And so maybe Adonijah is like, you know what? I'm going to take control here. I'm just going to mm-hmm. announce my, just make myself king. And I think what we could do is there's a lot of God's promises in Scripture. And so we can trust those. And so instead of taking control of our situation, we can just wait on God. You know, we can be diligent and faithful in where he's promised mm-hmm. and then just wait on him on the end. And so knowing that God is sovereign and so he appoints leaders and kings. And so if he can, he's able to do that and come through with that, he can come through in our lives. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you personally? How have you seen him come through in your life? So personally, um, and being really transparent is uh me and my wife have been trying to uh, have children in the past couple of years. Mm. We've uh, miscarried last year. And so we are going through the process of uh, seeing doctors and fertility. And, mm-hmm. and we pray and hope that our family will grow, however yeah. that looks like. And so we're going to trust God and not uh, give in to anxiousness mm-hmm. or uh, fear. But we're going to trust in Him. So That's good. I'll, I'll be praying for you, Yvonne, and your wife as you go to those doctor's appointments. And... I'm certain that everybody listening would love to to join me in prayer as well. Thank so, you. Thank Appreciate you for it. yeah. Of course, you're welcome. Thank you for being here and for sharing so vulnerably, studying the text well, and kicking us off in First Kings. Awesome. Glad to be here. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. 
And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.